Hey y'all, and welcome to Outlast Podcast. I am Frank, and I'm with my mom, Shirley. Hi there. And with us today, we have Kyle. Kyle, how you doing? Hey there. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. It's great to be a guest on here. Finally. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're glad to have you. Now, Kyle, you brought up a good point, and uh, we want to clear the air because we didn't realize we were doing this. <laughs> what was going on? <laughs> well, apparently, uh, I, I had a personal question. I always heard you guys call the show Survivors, as in plural. <laughs> and I was curious why that was. I, and I can't tell you why that is because I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. We've always called us survivors. That's so weird. Yeah. So <laughs> now we already fight trying to say, not say well or so as much. Now we're going to try right. to also not say survivors. <laughs> that should be challenging to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that came from. That's so weird. I don't survivors. know. Survivors. I thought it was just a Lawrence family tradition or something. Yeah, Apparently I guess it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's one that we're learning about here. So, <laughs> all That's right. Funny. So we're going to be going over the show as normal. Again, this is the finale, so it's going to be a pretty heavy episode. Uh, and we'll go a little bit over the reunion, and then we'll talk to Kyle about uh, the process of trying out for survivors. And I, I know I can't do it, so it's always good to hear stories about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so There's a lot to discuss. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so uh, we start off the episode with there only being five left, and we we just lost Dan. So instead of, like, normally they'd go in with six, and we're at it five. Yeah. Uh, and we start, it's not, okay, another thing to kind of repeat is this is not a live show. This is actually recorded previously in L.A., and it kind of felt like the audience was a little bit small. You think that was on purpose? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they took some precautions, which is good. I yeah, mean, they, they kind of knew what smart. may come ab about, so... Yeah, it's probably best. So we got Sandra and Rob coming in, basically to say hello to everybody. And I liked how Sandra said she tried to learn from Rob to become yeah. a better player. And yeah. then Rob says he tried to learn how the game changed, which the mm -hmm. game has changed in a lot of ways since right. then. It has. Um, and do you think, uh, Kyle, do you think Rob can ever learn and play like a modern player? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, with his most recent win in Redemption Island, like, I feel like he took a lot of his best elements as a player and adapted really well to the situations he was presented with. I yeah. think he has a lot of uh, potential Yeah, to yeah. Uh, really go far in this next season, which we'll talk more about, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure we will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. going to be a good one. Oh, I can't wait. All right, so then we get onto the island. We're on Island of the Idols, and then again, we're back with Rob and Sandra, and they're, they're reflecting on their time on Survivors as a whole, saying how much they love the show and how much they've grown from it, and Rob's talked about how he's, he's gained so much more than just the money. And of course, Sandra's like enjoying the money. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they love about well, Sandra. She stays real. Yeah. Well, he met Amber there. So yeah. he mentions that, you know, he's got his, his wife there, yeah. has his girls, you know, yeah. thanks to survivors. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And then we're, we're back at camp and a boat comes in. Uh, and this time it's a little differently, different. The message from them is to get your stuff, get on the boat. Everybody's going to Island of the Idols. Yeah. And this time, the only person who hasn't been there is Tommy. Yeah. Tommy's new to it. And did you notice this mom that when they showed up, Tommy mentions, is this, is that their house? Right. So obviously they've been talking about it at camp. Right. Uh, which, you know, of course. By now, almost everybody's been there. Them over there. Oh, like, yeah. You have to suspect. Nora that, can't keep anything to herself. There's, uh, there's no, no way. There's no way. She's always, she's always <laughs> bringing the truths. And so matter of time before she said it. Um, but yeah, so Tommy, Tommy's aware. And uh Rob says that they're going to go ahead and live in his house, which we've been seeing through the extra clips on CBS All Access that he's been like two floors. Oh, he's man. Really doing a nice yeah, job. I mean, he's, he's a done an awesome uh, job. Contractor. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty it's awesome. really nice. 
Uh, and, and he's going to go ahead and leave and it's their house. And when he's leaving, he says, I have one more test for them. He's leaving behind, you know, he didn't tell them, but that's, that's what we know now. Yeah. So we're kind of keeping our eyes out. Uh, how do you like this house that they, they, they just inherited? Oh, it's great. I yeah. mean, they, they loved it. There was food and there was a nice stove now, you know, to yeah. make fire and a bunch of chickens running around. They were, yeah, they were really enjoying it. Oh, it looked like the survivor mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he had a whole swing set going and yeah. they had all sorts of resources. They had herbs and like a garden. I didn't like even catch the garden, garden oh, from wow. the roof. Yeah, it was really intricately designed. Yeah, they're all hanging around the uh, new Survivor Mansion, Survivor's Mansion. <laughs> now, now I'm so, <laughs> so worried about saying it wrong. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Janet's excited because she has that idol. They're going to the final. So right. she's, she's guaranteed final four. You know, she's able to walk right in. Yeah. She talks to Tommy about her alliance. And this is the point where all those relationships that they've built up over the seasons really kicking in. Uh -huh. Tommy's got a lot of these good one-on-ones. And we're seeing that everybody's kind of, you know, promising you and me a final two kind of thing. Right. Uh, because they do this system now. And I think this is only a couple seasons old where the final four, the person picks who goes with them and the other two compete with fire. Right. How long have they, Kyle, do you remember when they kicked in on that? Oh my goodness, I don't. Um, I know it's been in more recent Survivor history. Yeah, right. like I would say, with like since season thirty. I believe. Okay. Oh, that's still that's like, about nine seasons. Fairly yeah. recent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care for it. I kind of wish it was just still. I understand that, like, oh, they're going to be voting it out, and it makes sense just to go predict the fire thing. But then it creates a situation, much like Tommy was talking. We'll talk about later on. Is then being a fire maker is also part of the gameplay. Yeah. Like you also kind of want to hide that too. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that, the way they're doing that there. Uh, so Dean and Nora are discussing getting rid of Janet. Janet's a big threat. If she gets to the end, everybody likes Janet. I right. like Janet. Uh, <laughs> but Nora actually wants Dean out. And it's because he, Dean's kind of getting wily at the end here. He's really starting to move around a lot more than he ever has. Mm -hmm. So right. I can see Dean as being a, in a threat. And, and Nora, she's, doesn't think of the long term. She thinks now, now, now. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, Dean's a threat now, so she'll take him, take yeah. care of him. Tommy is studying the new buff, and he notices that there's some odd machetes on there, machetes that weren't there before, and he starts to follow these machete clues around. Right. And it's such a, a unique situation. I never really yeah, thought about this. It's kind of cool. Opens up a coconut, and he's colorblind, and so <laughs> he's like, "Well, I have to tell somebody." <laughs> But he mentions later on that normally he wouldn't tell Dean right. or anybody, but he has to tell Dean, like, what is this? Yeah. And uh, But, you know, even though he kind of sees it pink instead of red or whatever he was saying, yeah. you know, that it's just off. I still don't know that I would tell somebody. Do you think this will affect the future of Survivors where they do color based? Like if some, they'll have to check to see if somebody's colorblind before yeah, they do that? Yeah, I, I really think they should have. Because you know? that makes a big difference. It's arguable that the ending went down the way it did well i mean like it could have gone down a different way because of that colorblind situation right he right. could have secured his his way through much easier yeah. without it yeah so definitely so i wonder if that's something that they'll address in the future it might be i mean i think it would be good because he's kind of at a disadvantage and that yeah. you know you want a level playing field so they should look at that yeah uh they agree to bring each other to the final two it's part of the agreement of like hey i'll, I'll let you in on this, this search with me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Tommy keeps looking. He's wildly looking around camp and, and Dean's doing his like, I'm just chilling thing. Yeah. Which he's kind of gotten famous for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy finds his pink board and has this H clue next to it. Right. Would you say that's an H? What was it? Yeah. I don't, it, it looked like an H. Yeah. It was basically three dashes. As well. Yeah. yeah. You think so? Uh, and then 
while while Tommy's searching erratically, Dean playing a cool, yeah, he finds that this there's H by the swing, which I think that's what the H was was a swing, yeah, maybe more like a swing, yeah. right? Uh, and then behind this pole, I would never have guessed it. No, I mean, this is I definitely beyond the tools that Rob had. So I think that <laughs> CBS put that in there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so behind this little cabinet thing, he's got the actual idol. Dean has the idol. And as much as, you know, I've, I've knocked Dean in the past. He's yeah. not the greatest player, I think. But he's sitting in there with a nullifier and now an idol. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. You got to give him credit. You know, yeah. I think he kind of slid through most of the Survivor yeah. season. But uh, yeah, these last few episodes, he's kicked it up a notch. To begin with, I know he wasn't too much of a big threat mm-hmm. in the early game before the merge. But yeah. post-merge, he definitely amped up uh, his situation by playing hard, more so than anybody. Like when, uh, you know, Tommy was telling him all this information, I just felt like, you know, that was Dean's major advantage in right. having Tommy come up to him with that. And he was able to take advantage of it and find the idol secretly without anyone else's help. I mean, it was a big move for him, Yeah. along with uh, earlier when he blew up Tommy's and Nora's game, basically, mm-hmm. uh, when the Karishma vote happened. That was nuts, too. Yeah, when he when yeah. he did that, when he ended up telling Tommy about the uh, about the plan, I was upset because I was like, man, I mean, first off, I'm a Tommy fan, so I wanted Tommy to keep yeah. going. So I'm <laughs> happy course. about that part. But the fact that it went right away to Nora, like, oh, Nora's the one that did this wrong. I was like, our Dean's over there talking. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. It's the one time where Nora's like actually telling you guys, but everybody's brushing her off because I think it's like, oh, it's Nora again. Exactly. But yeah, that that was a pretty big move right there, and uh, you know, it's it's a resume builder. Always talking about those resume builders. Yeah. That that moment in particular, I felt like was the beginning of his uh, end play. He started yeah. playing the game at that. point. That's true. That's when Dean kicked in. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and Dean's not going to be telling Tommy about this idol, and that's you know that's a good move. And really, I think Tommy, you know, you got to keep your secrets. Tommy normally knows that it wasn't. It was the whole, you know, <laughs> colorblind thing that really messed him up there. Yeah. But Otherwise, Dean would have known about it. Uh, all right, so we're going in a tra- uh, challenge. This is immunity. It's for reward. How'd that go, Mom? Yeah, so the reward they're going to get is steak, baked potatoes, and salad. So that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah. What they need to do is retrieve a series of rope rungs, use them to climb a tower, maneuver a bag of balls up a ladder, attempt to land those balls on a table maze. Okay. I love the table mazes. Well, I really like this <laughs> rope ladder. This rope ladder was a pretty cool addition. Yeah, I like that, that. That was very challenging. Yeah. So um, Dean and Tommy, you know, um, they just get going right out of the gate. Yeah, they're kicking they're, back. They're doing really well. And so they start um, building. Dean's the one that first started building his ladder. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy's close behind. Then Lauren. Janet, the poor thing, when she gets to that, she is struggling so much. So those rungs uh, that you make a ladder with, they're not tight. They're kind of loose. Yeah. And so she's just shaking and yeah. poor Ugh. thing's just having such a hard time. Yeah, it, she was, I mean, it was like uncontrollable shaking on that yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and I could mm-hmm. see that really because, I don't, you know, with them being as loose as they are, you've got to balance right. yourself. That's, that's pretty tough. Yeah. So then we have Dean, Nora, and Tommy that are to the maze. Mm-hmm. And eventually Lauren and Janet join them. And so, you know, they've they've all got a ball in except for Nora. She's having a hard time with this part. Dean uh, gets the second or drops the second ball along with Janet and Tommy. And eventually 
Dean tries again and he gets that second ball in. He does now. Doesn't he get the second ball in before he gets the first ball in? I think it was he him does. that he does. Yeah, he gets the advanced ball first and then he goes for the easy one next. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that one's more advanced than the other. Yeah, the second one's harder to get. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Huge the one doing lead. the challenges. Yeah. I yeah. need to pay attention. <laughs> so the whole time when you're watching everybody else struggle to get the second one, he's like, he's just got to get the easy one. So Dean oh actually gosh. had an advantage the whole time, or like a head start essentially. Oh dang. Yeah. Yeah. So oh my like, gosh, oh that's man. so cool. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. So then I like, you know, Dean obviously won. And then I like the way he says, Mama, look at me now, which yeah. is where we got our <laughs> title. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's got two idols and a nullifier. That's pretty cool. Two idols and a nullifier. Yeah. I mean, that, that's walking into the final four strong. Very right there. strong. That's strong. Oh, yeah. Building that resume. Oh, he killed it from start to finish. Like yeah. uh, now he's a triple threat. He's got not only the immunity necklace, but he has so many options with both the hidden immunity idol yeah. as well as the idol nullifier, yeah. which we do see more of later. Yeah, which the nullifier, is, it's an, a good addition to the game, I think. Oh, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it was I something agree. that you know I was kind of worried about. Like, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm one of those guys that thinks like there's too many idols in the game. And then, uh, but the nullifier, man, that just, that really adds something unique to it. I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then at that point, uh, he gets to pick one person to go eat with him. And he ends up picking Nora, yeah, which so was crazy. kind of a surprise to me. But he says the reason is because, you know, he has to make amends and they've been butting heads lately. I think maybe he right. just wanted to seal the deal that he's going to the end with her or something. I, I don't know. I think, yeah. So that's it's a weird situation. And I think it's maybe because he wanted more time with Nora. To, maybe, to, yeah. Because with Tommy, with Tommy, you could talk strategy with him and he'll be on board with it yeah uh you know janet and lauren also they're kind of real well i don't know janet i think is just unsafe you got to get janet out as soon as you can but i think he needed more time with with Nora to really convince her and lock her in because i think it's kind of hard to lock her in yeah i think uh, this was superb uh jury management really by a dean specifically he mm -hmm. is setting it up so that nobody will be let down by his decision I That's know Janet point. was really the only one affected, but that was her uh, downfall for him to target her, I believe. Yeah. yeah. He knew going into this that she was the only big threat left in the game for him to take out. That's a good point, though. Yeah, Nora, bringing Nora would not hurt Tommy's feelings or <laughs> Lauren's feelings, really. And he has to kind of be careful because one of those is definitely going home. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to let both of them in the final. Uh, yeah, so all right. So we get back to camp. Uh, Nora sees Dean is trying to flatter her and she's kind of fallen for it. She's Yeah, she's been a little smitten with him oh, for this a while. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so funny that like how fast all of a sudden she's just like, oh, he's kind of cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she right away get she into was all it. It's over just that. like, oh man. <laughs> it's just <laughs> come on, girl. Uh Dean's just working it though. He's kind of, you know, he's talked about how, like, oh yeah, I've got this. It's fine. Oh yeah, he's you playing know, it. You know, he's walking not, around he's without not, the it's shirt. Not going both just, ways. You know. He's working it. They also make an agreement to go to the final two and that they want Janet out. We've seen a lot of these already. So we're getting these like you and me at the end, right? You and me at the end, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And you know, because of the fire thing, you have to lock that down. Uh, Janet has an idol and uh, it has to be played tonight because it has to be the final five. So we know that no matter what, Janet's going to play that idol tonight. Uh, she tells Tommy that she wants all the votes uh, to come towards her and then she'll vote Lauren. And right. it, this is kind of a resume builder move. Do you think that's a good idea, Mom? I I wouldn't say votes to me at all. I'd never say that, yeah. <laughs> to me, that's always, you know, very risky. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I would have done that. Even Rob says you never ask for votes. Right. I think he said that like last week. 
Yeah. It just seems like such a crazy idea. Uh, Tommy and Janet, they end up making another final two pack. And then Tommy tells Lauren because he's threatened by Janet and he wants uh, Dean to play the nullifier. So right. the whole thing there, the whole final two pack and stuff like that, all Tommy's thinking is like, nope, I got to get you out. There's no way I can have you sitting at the end with me. Yeah. Everybody agrees with that. Janet, she's just too oh, likable. Yeah. She definitely I'd give her the is. money if I could. She's got know. a lot of respect from everybody and definitely have to get her out. Yeah. And Lauren's on board, but Lauren's also worried about Dean and Tommy working together because right. she knows also that there's this unique situation where Tommy's resume and Lauren's resume are tied together. They've worked in tandem this entire time. Right. If both of them, for some reason, get to the final two, they can't both be sharing you know, that resume. Yeah. If you had both of them and maybe like a Dean at the end, then all of a sudden Dean looks pretty good because it's a tag team over there. Yeah. Uh, all right. We get into Tommy. He's not secure. Uh, who needs to who he needs to send home? Janet or Lauren? Uh, he's also worried about Dean and all his scheming because Dean's been really kicking it up a notch. Uh, what do you think, Kyle? Would you bring who would you bring home? Who would you bring with you if you could out of uh, Janet and Lauren? Oh, I would totally bring Lauren. Uh, yeah. She, if I was Tommy, I would bring Lauren. She's been loyal since day one to Tommy. Janet is a much more likable person, and mm -hmm. she has commanded respect from her fellow players, which will translate to jury votes in the end. Yeah, and so at least with Lauren, you can kind of try to argue that you made the moves on this and that. Exactly. Okay. It's at least a fighting chance. Yeah, yeah. So we get into tribal. How did tribal shake out? So with tribal, we've got uh, Jeff just basically asking questions and you know he starts with dean and just says with the with the immunity you're guaranteed a spot in the final four do you feel a sense of relief or you know are you in the same mode and basically you know dean's just like i only feel relief for tonight yeah you know he's still got some game to play and it's only saving him for tonight mm -hmm. and uh you know, Lauren chimes in just saying that, you know, after challenge, it was crazy. And at this point, it's pedal to the metal. Yeah. And Dean agreeing, you know, and, and saying the food really helped, you know, it kept us central and it was a nice fire. And then they start talking about how Janet's, you know, really good with making fire and how much she's loving the new uh, stove that they have or not stove, but fire pit yeah, kind of yeah. thing that of they course, have. Yeah, yeah. And then mm. Jeff's just saying, hey, you know, are you guys concerned about the fact that she's really good at fire? Yeah. You know? And that's now a threat that they have to worry about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And she says, well, you know, I can't help it. I'm the fire lady. And, you know, I'm going to try to use that to my advantage. I like Janet. I love Janet. <laughs> oh, we all love Janet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he goes to Nora and just, you know, talks about, you know, what is your game play? And she's just saying that, you know, she's looking at uh, who she wants to sit with at the end and how the jury's going to vote, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. which of course everybody's thinking of that. And Tommy's just saying that everybody's perspective is changing, including right. the jury, you know, so you have to constantly keep track of that, you know, what you think they're changing to or, you know, who they're going to vote for. J Janet just saying that, you know, there's very few choices, right? It's like rolling dice and you just have to hope for the best. Dean actually saying that it's more like flipping a coin. That's a good point. Yeah, because he, he says, you know, it. there's two people of who you want to go home, two that you know you want to take to the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, at this time, they go ahead and vote. Yeah. And Janet plays her idol. Uh, yeah. And so, sure enough, Dean's already put his idol nullifier, you know, in the... In the urn. Urn. I think it's urn. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Uh, so Janet's idol is no good, which that sucks so uh, bad. I know. Oh, that look on Janet's face, you're just like, I'm so sorry, Janet. <laughs> I know. She was yeah. so upset. 
So Lauren got one vote and Janet got four. Yeah. So Janet is out and so I just love her. Now, let me let me ask you, Mom. Do you like the way that they use the nullifier? Like, do you have to put it in and have the name right and all I that? I do. It's not something that's played like next to the idol? Right. I, yeah. I think that's smart. You either play it ahead of time, knowing who you're you're wanting to, wanting to take out. And it's only been used twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think both times it worked correctly. You know, they kind of knew who was going to play their idol. So it worked out well. Yeah. But I, I like that way. What do you think? Uh, I think it's I think it's done well, and again, I like the nullifier. I, you know, I kind of wish it was something that you could like. Oh, I I counter that now. You know what I'm saying? Like even when you see somebody play their idol, then you play it. Yeah. But it is good that you both kind of take a chance on whether or not you want to play the idol, and if you're going to get the votes or mm-hmm. nullifier, and they're going to play the idol. Right. What do you think, Kyle? What's your opinions on this? So I agree with you, Frank. I feel like it's great to have uh, that preemptive strategy of uh-huh. using the nullifier, like yeah. a, you're taking a chance with it. At the same time, though, I think it's better to, for the nullifier to be revealed in a more uh, upstanding way. Like uh, the jury was confused as to who played the idol nullifier. And it wasn't for a while that everyone started seeing it was Dean actually who played it. That's a good point. Yeah. So there should be a thing where you put your name on the nullifier as well yes. or something like that. Like that way they know it's. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Because. You know, now we're so close to the resume reveal time that it didn't matter much. But if it, if it for some reason came in like week five, you'd go this whole time not knowing who put that nullifier in right. there. And that was a big game exactly. changer moment. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Janet's going home. Janet comes out on the L.A. stage and talks about how she's such a big threat. Uh, she regretted showing Tommy, which, of course, you don't show other people anything. That's crazy. Oh, I know. <laughs> and talks about how she's been an inspiration to others. Yeah, she sure has. She's been really cool on Twitter. Now, Kyle, have you been? Do you follow her on Twitter? Uh, I don't actually browse Twitter too much. Okay, I do follow a couple of survivors here and there, but I don't follow the social media very much. She's been. Uh, her and Kelly have been really good ones to follow this season. Uh, both really grounded and down to earth. All the crazy episodes we've had. Uh, so it's been it's been a cool one to to follow her. That was been neat. Yeah. All right, we're back at camp. Dean is working on the fire making. Of course, that's, that's everybody's focus at this point. Tommy tells Nora, I can't make fire. He's, he he can, but he's kind of setting up this like right. future situation. That's like just in smart. case. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's playing it well. Yeah. He tries to warm up on Nora by telling her all the uh, dirt on others. Like, oh, this one's been saying that, you know. And uh, Nora's happy that she's kind of the hot commodity right yeah. now. She's got this <laughs> this Dean that's flirting with, like, even when she's talking, she's like getting distracted by Dean. It's like, oh my God, girl, you fell so fast. And then, of Such course, a turnaround. Tommy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a tease. <laughs> but it was just, it, it's been really fun to watch. I just, Nora, while I don't think she's like a great player, it, she has been very entertaining. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of fun to see this moment where she's like falling for him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we get into the next challenge. How did challenge shake out? So with challenge, they had to uh, stack letter blocks on a very wobbly platform. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, this one was hard. Yeah. So the first person to spell uh, Island of the Idols wins immunity. So it, there was not a whole lot of steps to it. Yeah. But... It was really good. I mean, that platform was so wobbly. I don't think I could have done it. You know, and one thing I, um, well, go ahead and keep going and I'll bring up my point later so, on. But yeah, it was pretty wobbly. One thing that was nice, though, is when they put a letter mm-hmm. with their foot, they can lock it. Yeah. And it's just like out of reach, too. So they really kind of yeah. lean over to get to it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they can go back and get another letter. So right. we had um, Lauren, Tommy, and Nora 
were the ones, you know, out of the gate that mm-hmm. were doing well. Um, Dean got the the first word first, and then, you know, Nora's right behind him. Tommy and uh, Lauren kept dropping the blocks. Yeah. They yeah. pretty much weren't part of the game too much at all. No, yeah. And um, Dean drops a letter, so Nora ends up ahead. Dean's trying to catch up, um, and then he ends up dropping, like, several of the blocks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Nora, she's, like, super focused, I got to say. She, she is. She did really yeah. well she in this really one. Good. And she has a little Absolutely. bit of a reach, I think, on everybody else. Yeah. Which would be a big advantage in this one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it went pretty quick. I mean, at that point, Nora's got all her words on there, and... She ends up winning the challenge. Yeah, what a great job. It was a very fast one. Now it, it was, was it was a fast one. And I noticed in the edit they didn't show Dean putting any puzzles up until all of a sudden we noticed that he has like an entire word up, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I kept wondering, you know, where he Where's was. Where's Dean at? Where's yeah. Dean at? Yeah. And so that was kind of a sly move on them. Like, oh, maybe they won't notice the fact that he's kicking butt. You know, we kept showing everybody falling. Yeah. So uh, at this point, with Nora winning, she's gonna pick who goes with her. Yeah. To the final three and which two are going to make fire. Yeah. So it's a big choice oh for Nora to have. Oh, my God. For Nora to have. She's been, <laughs> I don't know, horsing around this whole time, it seems like. Well, it, it's just kind of like, of course. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of this season, of course it's yeah. Nora that makes this decision. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, okay, why not? <laughs> which yeah, is the, oh, it was funny. biggest decision of the whole game yeah <laughs> it's just oh it was it was fantastic i loved it what do you think about this challenge kyle do you like the way this guy uh, this challenge works oh yeah we've seen it in the past i yeah. don't remember which season particularly but it's a really demanding it requires uh, a lot of focus it does and yeah i think nora had a huge advantage uh practicing yoga in her uh free time oh that's over a good the point. other contestants I never thought about yoga being such a good factor for this, the ability to stretch and everything like that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think she had it by a landslide. Like, hmm. that's what the edit appeared the show. Yeah. Now, uh, the other channel, the channel challenge they use at the finale a lot is this one where they have the balls moving through their, like, the roller coaster, little yeah. roller coaster thing. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. a classic to me. I wish it was kind of like the go-to every finale. Yeah, I like that one. They do have to mix I it like up that so one people can practice, but I kind of missed it this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good one. All right, we're back at camp. Everyone knows that Nora will be picking. Uh, and it's it's a little bit too much for her right now. She just needs to like, hey, I'm going to go chill. I want to go out that and swim so for a bit. That is so messed up. Well, I know. They're so anxious and everything. She's like, oh, I'm just going to go take a swim. Well, and- oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? I like that extra voice you threw on it, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't necessarily that. Okay, I kind of overdid it. She's, she's just wanting everybody to relax and enjoy their... But, of course, nobody's going to. How are they going to relax? <laughs> she's the only one that has that, that possibility. She loves that control she's got right now. Yeah. And then once she comes back, what do you think about that, Kyle? What do you think about that control she has? I just love the whole uh, shot that they had for this moment. They had all three, Tommy, Lauren, and Dean, just sitting, like, biting at their nails, waiting (laughs) to know what's going to happen. And she's just frolicking in the water, just taking it easy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just being Nora. I used the right voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Yeah, even Tommy's like, we're waiting, Nora. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kids that are in trouble. Oh, that's great. Okay, so when she gets back from her enjoyful, enjoying swim or whatever, uh, Nora starts telling them the things that she likes about each of them. And she's kind of starting to ramble a little bit, you know, and it's it's starting to get a little bit frustrating for them. Uh, she tells Lauren 
that uh, she has to do what she must do and that she's going to be the one to do the fire. She she keeps saying, like, you're my number one, but you have to do fire. Right. Uh, which is a mixed message. And I think Lauren's just trying to, or uh, Nora's just trying to cushion the blow as much as possible. Yeah. But Lauren has to understand, of course, she's going to be the one to make fire. And yet she has such a hard time understanding why she's making her do fire. I mean, she may be your number one. Yeah. But she knows she's a threat. I mean, well, they're there yeah. to win money. And I think a lot of that's chalked up to the fact that's how Nora uh, uh, said it. And it was kind of misleading in the fact that, like, you're my number one and I have to have you make fire. Right. I think she should have been pretty clear, like, you're just the biggest threat. You will win. Yeah, she I could have, have, have elaborated to, to and I, and it's make just, Lauren I think Nora's just kind of too nice for that. And so she didn't want to, but it ended up just infuriating, you know, <laughs> Lauren yeah. even more. Uh, but yeah, so Lauren's definitely making fire. And then... She tells Dean, Dean, you got to do fire as well. Basically because Tommy says he just can't do fire. So yeah. she, it's like, oh, man, Tommy, good move, man. Yeah, heck I'm yeah. I'm so happy I picked Tommy. <laughs> so Dean starts practicing. Lauren's upset. She's actually running off, kind of tearing up and crying and stuff like that. Yeah. Really furious about this. Uh, and then Tommy goes over and starts helping Lauren, uh, Lauren because she may become a future jury member. So he wants to right? make it seem like she's definitely going to be helping you know, his friend and stuff like that. He's thinking and, ahead. Yeah. And he knows that, you know, if they get to the end, he even says at this point, if we both get to the end, all my moves can be claimed by her moves, essentially. So he knows that he has to be able to have her out. Yeah. Uh, then he goes and helps Dean. He's helping Dean out, too. And later on, it's revealed. I didn't really catch that here, but he was actually helping Dean out with better strategies. Yeah. Did you catch that during this time? I think so. I mean, he kept stressing to Dean how he had to have a high fire Yeah. to keep building it higher. And so I think to me, it looked like he was helping Dean more. Yeah. And then he said, so, and then Nora, this is another part I want to get a uh, thing on. Nora goes over, tries to apologize to Lauren and Lauren's not having it. And while they're arguing, Nora's threatening about taking the machete and the flint away yeah, and stuff like that. That was crazy. So Kyle, I'm going to toss it to you on this one. Do you think that Tommy might've told uh, Nora to go over and talk to Lauren, knowing that it would distract her? Oh, no, this is classic Nora, just being <laughs> off the walls, yeah. bonkers, you know, just trying to amp it up to 11 and, you know, try and make her point known the yeah. loudest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, but man, what a good strategy that would have been like, why don't you go talk to Lauren? <laughs> like, if that was his master plan. <laughs> yeah, when he's saying, when she was saying, like, I'm going to take your machete and flint, I'm like, are you for real? Even Lauren just couldn't understand. Like what? <laughs> like, Even yeah, she yeah. was in disbelief at it. Yeah, yeah. totally. And, and you kind of you saw that turn in Lauren's face where she says, "I promise you, I'll be at the final." And yeah. and you know, <laughs> and she was she was furious. And so we're going into tribal after this. And we know we're gonna have some fire making. How did tribal go? Tribal went well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, well. it went okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Jeff's you know asking Nora. Okay, you know you won. The immunity, you know, did you ref reflect on how you got to the end? Yeah. And she just talks about how, you know, she realizes that she's got more, you know, in her than she thought. She mm -hmm. did well on the challenges. She felt like she did well on the social game. And then when, you know, she starts saying that Lauren's my number one, that just really pisses off Lauren even more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, she just, she's her number one, but she can't take her, you know, and she says... I can't lose the game to her. I know that she'll win. So she's her number one, maybe her best bud or whatever. But when you're playing against money, it's it's all about that. And even that, I don't remember them being best buds. I don't either. Okay. I, I mean, maybe, sure when it, maybe when it got yeah. towards, you know, just a few people, she felt that. That's true. There's not the a lot of people to talk out women there. there. I don't know. Yeah. At one time, they had a women alliance. I don't know if they were both part yeah. of that. It's hmm. interesting. I don't know. 
But anyway, Lauren was not happy. And, you know, she says, I'll never go down without a fight. And so, you know, I don't know. She just said, you know, she doesn't understand. You say I'm your number one, but you're making me do fire. Oh, for sure. You know, so she just says you're going to go against Dean uh, because because he can make a good fire and take Lauren out. Yeah. And it's so funny because Tommy's just sitting back. Oh, and he's enjoying he's himself. He's got it made, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. So at this point, it's fire time. Yeah. And so sure enough, you know, Dean gets going on his fire and he's got a good pile going. She's just got some of the little... Is it ember? Not embers, but what it's is that? Coconut word? husks yeah. and yeah, and twigs. She doesn't get a whole lot of like right. real wood in there. It's because Tommy didn't teach her that yeah. part. Yeah, And so, sure enough, they get fire going, and Dean's is really doing well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's getting high, and he's just he's fueling it a lot. You know, he's blowing on it, and it's not long at all before it burns the rope. Yeah. And so Dean's got it and he, he got it the going. hard way. And like everything he's done, it's been by force, by an idol pushing, stuff like that. He's he's been forcing his way into the re- the finale of this game and he did a great job. Honestly, uh this fire making challenge was probably the most exciting uh I've ever seen in the whole show. This That's is one of good. the closest ones we've ever had. That's a good point. Yeah. Many times in the past it's been one of those things where it's like a gimme a kind of thing. Like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there was a time and, where his started going down. And you're like, "Ooh, wait a minute!" Yeah, and, yeah. Even the jury was eating it up. They were pretending to eat popcorn throughout the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching Missy over the jury. Yeah, she's done she, that a couple of times. She's the whole popcorn so excited thing. over there, and it's just like, "Oh man, that's good stuff." <laughs> but what's messed up is Lauren's my girl. Lauren's your favorite. Yep, she's she the was last my, favorite. She was my to pick, and now she's out. So that that's not good. But you Mine's still got still your in guy game. in. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think uh mom how do you think lauren did this entire time i thought she was an excellent player i think lauren did very well yeah i think she stayed under the radar when she needed to mm-hmm. and you know when it got to uh you know the individual game she stepped up and i think she did very well yeah i think she did a really good job she's it's again it's kind of this old school survivor mentality where you have an alliance and you stick with it and her and tommy stuck with it and yeah. It reminds me of those those old friendships that we've gotten in the past that have really kind of stood the test of time. And so I look forward to, in the future, seeing how Lauren, Lauren and Tommy kind of communicate in the future, stuff like that would be kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, she was she's just awesome. What do you think about Lauren's gameplay this season? I thought she was really well. Uh, she allied herself with Tommy from the get-go, yeah. which solidified their alliance. Mm-hmm. And from there, she had uh, cordial relations with pretty much everybody, like going off of her confessional. Uh, she was saying how Nora made the right decision for her yeah. to make fire as she had many friends on the jury who I would imagine would have voted for her to win the game. Yeah, I, I think I think she would have been a lock. All right. So we're back in L.A. and we get to see how Lauren's doing today. She talks about how much she's been getting uh, a lot of inspiration letters and stuff like that. And uh, which is great. You know, she's she's just really been awesome this whole time and there's been videos that she keeps putting out that are really fun there was one of her and elaine this that morning of the actual uh la thing where they're kind of singing uh uh lizzo on the bus and stuff like that and so i think she's just gonna she's gonna do good i think she's gonna be coming back i think she's such a good player that they're gonna have to bring her back at some point yeah uh we're back at camp it's day 39 and the final three are relaxing and enjoying their feast in the morning and Nora's happy because she thought she'd be the first one out uh, Dean is very proud of himself, uh, thinks it's, you know, a two man race. He thinks that, you know, Nora's not a concern. And then Tommy also thinks it's basically a two man race. 
Tommy starts helping Nora with her speech. You know, Tommy's like, can you help me? And of course, he's all bored. Tommy's always been an information man. So if he can get as much of an idea of what Nora's planning on, he's in it. Uh, and Dean thinks, you know, he stepped up when it needed. And that's that's what matters. And Tommy thinks he played the best game overall. So going into the final one, that's basically what we're looking at. We're looking at, you know, Nora, who's who feels like the one on the outs. Right. She knows that she was the one that's there because you want to sit next to Nora. Right. Uh, Tommy's saying like, look, I had the most sound game the entire time. And yeah. Dean's saying, yeah, but I forced my way in. And that exactly. is good gameplay as well. So we're at that final tribal, and I know this is going to be a lot to go over. Yes, this yes. is always the craziest <laughs> moment of the entire season. <laughs> Why don't you break down a little bit of what, what everybody was talking about? So, uh, you know, they they started presenting the questions from the jury Yeah. to the three left. And so there's three different sections, the outwit, outplay, and outlast. Mm-hmm. So with the outwit, which is basically like alliances and relationships, uh, yeah. Kelly is the one that started with the questions. And so she just said, how did you decide to play the game? What was your strategies? Mm -hmm. So Dean says, you know, don't be the loudest, the most athletic or the smartest, because that does, you know, bring attention to yourself. Hopefully Joe's paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't be teasing my guy, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And what's funny when it comes to Nora, Nora says, don't be bland. Don't be annoying. Say what? (laughs) And, you know, don't be a bossy or lazy. Yeah. And then uh, it's funny because Elaine says, you know, I don't think you had a strategy. I think it was all emotional. <laughs> yeah. Elaine so, kind of cut her on that one. And you that know was, what was, was funny then cut. after that, she just starts talking and talking. Even the whole jury's like, okay, stop already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're familiar with the the Nora thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then with Tommy, he just says, you know, making connections with everybody, wanting people to come to him like my students do. You yeah. know, it's. It's a teacher thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, he said he made some bold moves and, you know, played the game in the middle. He played a consistent game, I think. He did, yeah. Out of all of them, yeah. you yeah, know. Yeah, he did. Um, and then Jamal asks, you know, what were some lines that you were willing to cross? Good question. Yeah. So for Dean, he's like, no lines that I wouldn't cross. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't promise somebody to take him to the final three. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. (laughs) So anyway, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Uh, With Nora, she says she wanted to be transparent so that she doesn't have any regrets later. Right, right, right. And with Tommy, he says, I will do what I need to do, but I won't bully somebody. I liked that. And it it probably leans into that teacher thing again. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's all about you could be combative without being, you know, mean, essentially. Right. Yeah, for sure. So they pretty much get done with that section and they go on to outplay. Mm-hmm. So with outplay, it's like, you know, dealing with the conditions, looking for the idols, um, competing in the challenge. And so it starts with Jamal and he's talking to Nora about her final immunity. And, you know, what was your thought process of choosing Tommy? Yeah. Because that really threw some people. And basically she just says that, you know, she thought Dean could make fire and would, uh, Better than Tommy. So she needed to have him go against Lauren because she did not want to take Lauren to the end. Yeah, she was convinced. And Tommy had told her this, that, you know, basically, Tommy can't make fire. I need Lauren out. But there's a point there where, I mean, she already made the decision. She told him, but Tommy's teaching them how to make fire. Did she not catch that the entire time he's walking around? Isn't that something? I don't know. It just seemed kind of, it was like, come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If she's teaching you, he knows pretty good. Yeah. 
It, it worked, though. He kept playing that. Oh, I yeah. can't make fire thing. And uh, then Aaron asks, you know, what their strategic approach is to the uh, individual immunity challenges. And Nora just says, you know, I tried my best. Um, and she says that her assets weren't utilized before that. But, yeah. you know, once they got to the individual one, she just she did well. And, mm-hmm. and she did. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dean says with the group challenges, he gave it his all. And just pointing out that, you know, he won two out of three of the last ones and Tommy hasn't won any. So he keeps trying to throw Tommy under the bus, of course. Well, now's, you know, now's the time to do it. It is the time to do it. And uh, there's there's been a couple of times where I'll notice that, like, Dean will say something that really benefits Tommy. And I, it happened earlier, too, when he even brings up the fact that, like, Tommy played you with that fire thing. He's like, yeah, don't mention that. <laughs> Why do you bring that up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. What do you think about that, Kyle? How do you think this is going out so far? I mean, honestly, I think Dean missed out big time by not mentioning the fact that he blew up Nora's game for yeah. that charisma vote. Yeah, that was a, a good huge point. wasted opportunity. I thought that was one of his standout moments in the whole game. That's a very good point. And I mean, yeah, it, he blew up the Tommy thing. He blew, he, and it's a moment he didn't mention. He also didn't m- mention, we talked about this part. Yeah, yeah. The coin flip. Right. Because Rob specifically told him, hey, this is when. You get to that jury, you got to tell them that you made a decision that was 50-50. You know, you could have really lost out, but you took that chance. Yeah. And he didn't talk about that. So that was that was kind of messed up. Oh, absolutely. I feel like uh, he started off really strong and ended strong. But in the middle, there were a lot of awkward moments where he didn't quite know how best to answer the jury's questions. Right. Yeah. Whereas Tommy, he just excelled at it. He was way better at answering those questions that were pertaining to what they were wanting to know. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. And I wonder, uh, might also lean on the teacher thing. Maybe he has a good way of speaking in front of people because of the whole teacher thing. But I also think he kind of prepared for that part of the game. Right. Where I think Dean Dean came out aggressive, and that's how Dean has played the game. He comes right. out aggressive, and he just starts attacking. When Tommy's like, let me give these full answers that builds up the character and the game that I played this entire time. Right. Instead of like, let me just attack and attack. I also think uh, it was more so like... Uh, Dean didn't really have an identity to him that people could latch onto. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Tommy did. And again, that was that teacher persona. Right. That approachability. I don't think Dean had that whatsoever mm-hmm. due to his perception of being lazy around camp as well as in challenges. And Tommy didn't have that perception attached to him, even though he won no immunity challenges. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's almost a, a benefit to Tommy's category is the fact that yeah i'm here and i didn't win anything like i just did it off the relationships i I built yeah and it goes into you know tommy the next one when he starts talking about his outplay yeah that was part of it you know he says idols are a curse it puts a target on your back and only saves you for one night Mm -hmm. and then he goes on to say rewards you know are what count i chose janet and lauren and dan to a family visit that solidifies a bond I'm all about the social game. I knew everyone's advantage and played it and played my game based on that. Yeah. And that's that's pretty smart. I mean, he didn't win any idols. Yeah. But he did make a lot of good relationships while he was there. Well, and and I some of the jury members, I think it was Missy that was bringing up like, well, that's a social game. That's not like how you play a strategy wise. But again, it reminds me of kind of an old school way of playing where using the social game is how you win the strategy right. part. Right. And I mean, it's it's not done very often anymore. Now it's about voting blocks and stuff like that. Right. But that was somebody coming back and using what would have worked for Rob, what would have worked for Rupert, you know, yeah. 
Well, uh, I think what Tommy had uh, most beneficial for his gameplay was he had so many people come up to him with information. I think he relied on a lot of luck for that information to come to his knowledge. But also he did utilize those relationships to build that trust. I think that's what really drove those other contestants to bring him that information. And not only that, he didn't just take the information and sit on it. He actually spun it to his advantage. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not that it was like, oh, I'll just tell somebody else this information. He actually used that information. Okay, now let's mix right. the pot. Right. That's Absolutely. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I just I'm a big fan of Tommy. He did he <laughs> I did know how well. to pick him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this point, you know, Dean makes sure to let everybody know about his legacy advantage. Yeah. And, you know, says that he made a fake one. From the legacy advantage at that time. That was didn't a good know move, if yeah. it was real or fake. It was. You know, but didn't want to play it just in case and made a fake one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that was a smart move, I think. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he tells them about finding the idol that Sandra and Rob left and the idol nullifier. And so he's just trying to make sure the jury knows that, you know, I sat there with three items that nobody else had and, you know, how, how well he played the game. And then he says, Tommy may have a social game, but I outplayed him. I can do anything. Uh, anything you can do, I can do better. He ends it with. <laughs> Again, that's also more of Dean being aggressive. Yeah. You know? So I wonder if that's almost hurting him in the situation. Yeah. He's, he's really changed a lot. And so, I don't know, he even says this whole, oh, DK Chillin is now DK Villain. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, he is kind of getting a little bit to a villain. He's been chilling this whole time. What do you think about that, Kyle? Do you think uh, he could play the villain role in this? I think he was certainly trying to, but it definitely didn't come across that way. I yeah. feel like uh, he had so many good points, like having that Robin Sandra stamp of approval yeah. with their own handwriting. And that was a great point to make but i still feel like because of that lack of identity uh the jury just didn't want to buy his message they didn't want to follow whatever he was you know trying to buy what he was selling i think that's that comes with the idea of trying to force your way into the finale with idols and stuff like that is people don't you you haven't built the relationships you haven't built the game that you needed you just got there uh it kind of reminds me of when cochran won I mean, nobody would have expected him to get idols at the end, but he did. <laughs> yeah. And so he had not only that he had built relationships before that, but it was kind of a Christian situation where that's the problem. Like you're going to have to get out because of this. Right. But then he used idols to finish the job and he had this perfect storm of just like the super likable guy and the idols that got him there. Cochran went, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I'm saying? He was just yeah. too good of a player. Yeah, um, absolutely. And in this case, you have one guy that just used relationships, but they ended up working out for him. And then Dean, who didn't do the relationship part, just hung out at camp. Yeah. Was chilling. Yeah. <laughs> chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cute. He's mentioned that several times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, he's got a tattoo of that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at this point, we have a crazy storm that's coming through. Yeah, that was weird, huh? Yeah. I mean, everybody gets... Full of rain. And, For but like it doesn't, three seconds. It doesn't last long. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. Kind of moves on through. Uh, and then they start talking about, everybody brings up that, you know, Dean says, they're calling him out because he says that he won't cross the ethnic uh, line by saying, by promising that he'll take somebody to the final three. The ethics line. The ethics. Oh, I'm sorry. I wrote yeah. it long. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure we have the word correct. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so he feels like, 
you know, that's his one thing is mm-hmm. he won't tell somebody that he's going to take him to the final three. Yeah. If he doesn't really believe it. Well, he had told several people. <laughs> so the jury had a good time with that. Everybody's raising <laughs> their hands with they're like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you told me. You told me. Yeah. It was it was kind of funny. Uh, then we go on to the outlast. What do you what do you what do you think, Kyle? How, how's outlast going to be shaken out? I mean, I felt like. Tommy had a really good point by saying he, from the very beginning, had to form these relationships to rely on yeah. to get that information fed to him. And uh, I wanted to point out as well that the fact that he never went to Island of the Idols is a big advantage as that, opposed to everybody else. Yeah, that is a true. good point. I didn't even write that yeah. down. The fact that that is crazy that he's you know didn't need that help. Right. Didn't need it at all. Yeah. And he still made really good points about yeah. his particular style of gameplay over Dean's, which, you know, he kicked it up quite a bit at the end, but mm-hmm. he wasn't playing throughout the whole game. It's evident in the episodes. During the reunion, and we'll go over that briefly at the end, there is something that I want to make sure to mention that Ro- that Sandra says. It's like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> one, but yeah, so that's pretty oh, crazy. If yeah. I may, uh, did you guys miss Rob and Sandra being a part of this final tribal council, you know, in their hut? Making yeah. comments. Isn't it funny? Like, I kind of got used to it. I did, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of yeah. wanted to see, like, you know, I kept saying, like, man, I'd pay all the money in the world to sit next to those two walls. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was kind of odd that they weren't there. Yeah. I, I, I did know. miss that. We got used to it. Such a missed opportunity. I was so disappointed by that. Yeah. <laughs> so, quick question for you, Kyle, then. If you could pick another two past idol player or survivor players, who would you pick to be in there next? Oh, my goodness. That's a really good question. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I hate to say Russell. <laughs> oh, but he it would be oh, interesting yeah. to see what Russell says. Oh, yeah. But, that would be a good one. You know, he hasn't won the game, so I don't think he qualifies. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking Russell and Johnny Fairplay up there. Oh, I mean, my goodness. There's no way they're bringing Johnny back oh, into the show. No. But those two. two old men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be like from the Muppets. They <laughs> got the two abrupt old guys up in the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, uh, so we start with Outlast. And um, Tommy's the one that chimes in first, just basically, like you were saying, Kyle, you know, he, he didn't need the immunity idol to get here. Yeah. So he's just pointing that out. I've played hard from day one. I, you know, did a lot of risky big moves, uh, had an alliance the whole time. And basically just saying, you know, who do you want to represent season 39? Yeah. You know, somebody that did well towards the end or did well the whole game. Yeah, that's what it boils down to, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Um, Nora just talking about being transparent, open, Poor Nora. Authentic. At this point, this happens every yeah, year, too. Where there's always <laughs> it really does. That person that just stops talking, and you're like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but she seems to have enjoyed her time there. Yeah, yeah she You is. know, she goes on to say that she's won challenges, and she's really thrived while being there, and, and you know, was happy that they accepted her, even though she was kind of a wild child. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was pretty cool. She she felt she had a good social game. Uh, Dean, you know, he talks about the second nullifier uh, ever played in the game. That was a big move, yeah. Finding the idols um, with with his back against the wall. You know, yeah. felt like he was at a disadvantage at a lot, a lot of the time. And then, uh, you know, sitting at the final five with three items with him, you know, so he, he just keeps pushing that. Yeah. That's that's it's yeah. his thing. That, it's impressive. And it's, it's a yeah. shame that it, that kind of gameplay was used towards the end and not the entire time. But, it, you know, it was impressive. It yeah. was very impressive. And then so he just ends by saying, I'm asking you guys to help write history for me. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, they've kind of all said what they can say. And it's time to vote. <laughs> 
Yeah. So before we go any farther, this again, we talked about how Nora was quiet the whole time. Do you think in the future we should just go down to the final two instead of the final three? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah but you, but they probably could. I kind of like one of the oddballs in there. Just a wild card in there to kind of <laughs> mix things card. up. That's nicer to say. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, Nora. Let's not talk I, smack. No, no, no. <laughs> I do like Nora. And, you know, yeah. it's funny because some people that were kind of annoying throughout the show, we got to where we didn't care for them. And it's just like, okay, go already, you know? Yeah, yeah. But with Nora, she's been very entertaining. She has been. And she's, <laughs> and it's, it's almost like, for okay, for a good example of this, Dragon Slayer, love Dragon Slayer. Yeah, he's but awesome. definitely second time he came back was better than the first time. Oh, yeah. I think he even watched the oh, first yeah, time. Was like, sure. mm, I got to change some things. Yeah. When I think Nora the whole time was just being Nora, like her. I think she's yeah. this way at home. Right. And I think maybe like Dragon Slayer or somebody like that was putting on this persona to try to look, yeah. you know, a little bit bigger. Um, but yeah, I, I think the final two would be better myself, just so yeah. that we can really get in a deep conversation of like these two people, you know, final Super Bowl. One versus one type of thing. Honestly, it's always been down to two people with the final three scenario. Yeah. I don't know why they continue to do it. Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason why, but I don't at all see why it's necessary. I think it should be down to two. Yeah. Personally. Because yeah. It, it essentially does that anyways. I mean, really. Well, yeah, because you, know, you know she's not going to get votes. Right. And even so, the way yeah. Nora's right. fighting, you can tell she's just like, well, it's been fun, guys. You know. So. And personally, yeah. uh, I feel like it helps break down each player's game in more detail for the audience as well as the jury to view. That's a good point. Yeah. If we had, we would have more time to actually hear the difference between these two players and less time to hear about how this third person usually got a coattail or usually was just beneficial to sit next to at the end kind of thing like that. Or a goat. Yeah. Yeah. Goat. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How'd the votes shake out, Ma? Okay. This is it. So (laughs) Dean had two and Tommy had seven. Yeah. Tommy. Tommy's Ooh. your guy. He made it. Uh, He's the, the winner, survivor. not the first time. We'll be the last. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was pretty awesome. We yeah. both had pretty good picks. It was a good season for our picks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even, I mean, in a different world, it, it could have been the other two favorites we had, too, with Elizabeth and Missy. They were playing right. a strong game for a long time there. Um, but, yeah, I think, Tommy, he just, I liked the idea of playing the game from day one and it, you know, becoming this at the end instead yeah. of I forced my way in or I got carried. He played like my favorite survivors have played in the past with Rob and Amber and yeah. Rupert, you know, the guys that are all named in your right. head, you know, um, he played like a real classic survivor. So I was, I was happy to see that he won. Uh, and I, he's one of the shining points of the season, a season yeah. that I think honestly wasn't the greatest, but he really he was somebody I'm rooting for, the, for the future too. Yeah, I think overall it's a very justified winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, actually it was eight votes, not seven. Oh, was it eight? Uh, oh, okay. It was eight. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I was surprised to see uh, two of those were for Dean, were Elizabeth and Aaron. Everybody else voted for Tommy. Um, I felt like Aaron, out of anybody, would have respected Tommy's game more. But uh, I got to give props to Tommy, though. He played a hell of a game. I wasn't rooting for him personally. I felt like he had a lot of luck and a lot of chances that were given to him. But like he explained in the final Tribal Council, he was able to utilize that information to his advantage, which is why he won the game. You know, he just, he played the better game overall and and, and he did use everything he had in him. Now, I want to revisit, so of course Tommy was one of my favorites. And <laughs> uh, we had Missy and Elizabeth go out early. Your other favorite was Lauren Mom, who played very well. Yeah. Uh, now, your two favorites were Kelly and Jamal. Is that correct, Kyle? 
That was correct, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that episode, the double episode, where one by one they got knocked out. Yeah. That was disheartening, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They both played a very, I mean, they were very good players. They were though. very good players. And uh, I, I do want to see, especially Jamal, like he's always been, he always says the right thing yeah. when he's up in front of them. He always, you know, has he speaks well, like I'm not doing right now. Yeah, I think, you know, if he hadn't gotten an idol, he wouldn't have been a target. Yeah. I, because they weren't really gunning for him mm-hmm. until he got that, you know. Yeah. Because he did a good game. He played a good game. Yeah. And I think Kelly could have made, you know, unfortunately, the way things went for her was unique. But uh, mm-hmm. I think in the future, if she were to play again, I think she would do a better job of creating those those alliances a little tighter, like Tommy had done. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, two players I'd be happy to see come back. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they were fun to watch. Uh, okay, so let's go into the reunion a little bit here. We'll discuss a little bit of what's going on. Tommy's winning. Family comes up. They're yeah, all celebrating. That's, that's a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah. yeah. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is when Sandra mentions, you know, at you know throughout this whole point, she's talking about how, yeah, Tommy's never been to the Island of the Idols, but people would come up and say like, yeah, Tommy's my ride or die. Yeah. I'm going to the end with awesome. him. That's awesome. And that is such a cool thing that to hear. That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He had everybody convinced that that was going to be the case. What do you think about that, Kyle? It was that particular line that Sandra said that made me realize, oh, he's actually, in fact, a really good player. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that was the case uh, until after she admitted that fact. Which brings up a really good point. It feels like the editing in this in this season was a little bit different than others in the fact they were purposely trying to hide things from us. It was you, off. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little off. Do you think that they were purposely trying to hide how much Tommy was playing everybody else and just kind of sticking with, oh, Tommy and Lauren are together? I mean, I I found an interesting statistic. Uh, more than anybody else in the entire show, Tommy had way more testimonies than oh, the I other didn't contestants. Hear that. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had a staggering amount of testimonials as opposed to the rest of his cast. Oh, wow. Hmm. I wonder if that's something that is... The trends with all Survivor seasons where like the winner gets the most testimonials. The winner's edit. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Huh. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That's very interesting. I know Jerry's complained about that. We've talked about that in the past. <laughs> Jerry complained about the edit. Like, you guys look like a bad guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't give him so much material to edit around, man. <laughs> I mean, you look like a bad guy because there's a lot out there to do. Uh, but that's a man, I wonder if that's the case. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I'll but yeah, have so- to look into that. I, I loved that. Sandra says, you know, he was the right and die for everybody. Dean says that he learned to be grateful for everything. Yeah. Uh, which is a good little thing to walk away oh, yeah. with, you know. It's a reality check being out there with nothing, you it, know. It really is. And then, you know, later on we hear from Karishma how much she also basically learned the same lesson, how much she learned to love everything. Yeah. Uh, her husband, how that was one of, that was easily, yeah, that's got to be my favorite of all time uh, family visit is yeah. when Karishma and her husband got back together. Yeah. How'd you like that moment? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, that was a tearjerker for me. You know, it doesn't yeah. take much, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just loved it because she truly by missing him and being out there and, and got in a lot of thought about their relationship. Mm-hmm. She truly missed him and was just so relieved to have yeah. him there. And you could really see that love. And it was awesome. So I know not a lot of people watch Ponderosa, but uh, I happened to get caught up on that before the finale. Yeah. And Karishma's Ponderosa in particular uh, revealed a lot about what her true nature is. And I was like, why didn't you show that on the show? Exactly. A whole different person at Ponderosa. She was completely likable. And I was like, you could have really gone far if you'd let that, you know, show from the beginning. Right. I agree. 
Now, I wonder if that's because the stress maybe changes the personality a little bit. Maybe, yeah. Huh. See, I haven't caught up on the Ponderosas yet. Oh, I love the Ponderosas. I know you keep telling me about it. Oh, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was last season I was up on them pretty good. But yeah. this one is just, you know, CBS Alexis has so many clips to You know, to the watch. one thing, you know, we talk about them having to deal with different uh, situations there. But the one thing a lot of them mention is the food was not an issue. And I think we should go back to where... They're struggling a little bit with that. Yeah, we yeah, have so many challenges where food's involved and, you know, we don't we don't see that aspect like we used to when people mm-hmm. were really, really, you know, they were hungry. They were really working to win the challenge and yeah. get through the day. I, I wonder if they'll do that with the All-Stars coming up. We don't want to talk too much about, but because oh, so. <laughs> because those guys are pros now. Yeah, we need to see what they can do when we exactly. push it to the limit. You know what I'm saying? I want that push to the limit. <laughs> they uh, don't need to be like Jerry hungry. That poor girl oh, was yeah. starving. <laughs> yeah, definitely not season two yet. <laughs> uh, Nora says uh, you got to be yourself. She's she's pushing that. You know that you know she was just herself out there. She wasn't trying to you know play any games or whatever. Right. Right. Elaine says that, you know, the journey was exactly what she needed. She had lost her mom. I want to say it was one, maybe two months right before she went out there. It was right before she went out there. So. She she what? Lost her mom. I think it was three months before. Okay. Yeah. And on the Ponderosa, just mentioning this real quick, she had lost 20 pounds before going there and lost another 20 during Survivors. That's awesome. So she was really impressed when she got in front of that Amazing. mirror. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> That's cool. No this longer is a busted can of biscuits. I know. Yeah. She <laughs> looks great. Can of Every time she says busted can of biscuits, I'm in. Oh, oh I love that she's saying. adorable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Uh, Jamal talked about how amazing the responses was and uh, with the, him and the Jack conversation, which I thought yeah. was, they handled that so well. They really did. Absolutely. And Jack and Jamal are roommates now. They are. You know, the Ponderosa was awesome with those two. Yeah. You know, they were playing music together. I think they even wrote like a survivor song together. That's funny. On Ponderosa. It was, they just really clicked. I thought that was awesome. That's now I see. I wish I saw more of that. I need to check the Ponderosa. Yes. That's what I got to do. <laughs> I just been behind. I think uh, this is like the first uh, ever survivor bromance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One that'll last, anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we had the SEA Awards come out, and I, I think they should just be calling oh, yes. them the SEA Awards. I know. That's so cool. Because <laughs> they used to do the fan favorite awards, yeah. which was nice. Um, and it'd be cool if it was somebody we could vote for because essentially it would, it would come down to the same people, really, yeah. realistically. Last last season, Rick Devins won it, which is oh, might be my Rick. all-time favorite player. Yep. He's amazing. Indeed. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this time we got 15,000 goes to Jamal. Elaine gets a hundred thousand and Janet gets another hundred thousand. That was so cool. Oh man. Elaine like Amazing. lost it, you yeah. know? Yeah. You can see her getting emotional right away. I, I loved it. Is there anybody else, mom, for you first, that you would give another hundred thousand to? Um, maybe I don't know. I well, Tommy's already getting a million, so he yeah. doesn't need it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I think I think, you think she it hit just it just a- right. Yeah. I would probably say Lauren just because I think that she was so vital to Tommy's gameplay. True. So I think it would be cool to see her get a little bit of something, something out of yeah. all that. Yeah, that yeah. would be a good one. What about you, Kyle? If you if you had the extra hundred million, hundred thousand just sitting around, is anybody you'd give it to? Well, I would split 50-50 between Jamal and uh, Jack. Oh, that'd oh be that's cool. a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Since they had that conversation about the do-rag together, which was really yeah. nice to see on television that they yeah. acknowledged that. Yeah. That was done very well too, and then they could upgrade their their roommate into a house, a nice yeah. house instead of the apartment or whatever. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I liked, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I liked the way it was kind of a teaching moment. 
It was. We you had know, a lot of those Jamal this season. just really explained a lot to Jack and it made him look at it differently. And yeah. That was awesome. Which leads us into, good transition there, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest teaching moment, which uh, really affected the season as a whole and will affect future seasons as well. Yeah. Uh, they talked about the Dan situation. Right. So at the time when everything happened, they discussed it amongst themselves. Right. They said that, you know, we have everybody was on board with it and they're kind of having to do everything in real time. They talked to CBS back at home. I think they said that this is a 15 hour time difference. Right. And uh, they thought they did the best thing they could at the right. moment. And there's one thing he said and I thought was very interesting. When they had the conversation with the people, they didn't say exactly what the conversation was about. Right. Did you notice that? Yeah. He said that we weren't transparent during interviews to the the tribe. Yeah. Do you think in the future that they'll so so do you think in the future they'll do that to be like, look, this is about dance touching? Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, he says that her voice should have been heard and mm -hmm. that, you know, they're gonna they're gonna commit to doing better because yeah. they realize that they didn't handle that well. And sometimes you if you haven't been through it. You don't know how to handle it better. Right, right. So, you know, now it's time to put things in place so this doesn't happen again. Yeah. So, what, what do you think, Kyle, how this is handled and going forward, how things will change? It was a very delicate situation, to be sure. Yeah. I felt like Jeff handled it extremely well. He mm -hmm. recognized how, um, how huge this moment would be moving forward for the entire show. Yeah. Right. And uh, he also tried his best to make Kelly as comfortable as she could be because she too was super nervous because exactly. of how vital this is, this conversation. And I feel like, you know, for the better, uh, both parties were able to kind of come to the middle and just kind of air out uh, their grievances with the whole process. Uh, and I feel like because of that, Survivor is going to make these changes to the foundation of the show that will only improve it in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the steps that they take moving forward. And uh, and they're going to, of course, be much quicker about everything. Uh, one thing that Jeff did make sure to mention, and I think it's important that we reiterate it, is that the players that were in the game, he's specifically, you know, Missy and Elizabeth, were in it. And it's hard to kind of understand what's going on fully when you're in the middle of the game. Exactly. So he was kind of like saying, take it easy a little bit, guys, on those two. Because right. I, I know online they got hit hard. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of outcry against them. And... I was upset as well. You know, right. Missy was my favorite and quickly that had turned. Um, but I did like the fact that he mentioned that and like, this is what it is, guys. When you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. Really and I think, you know, like we saw the whole uh, Kelly segment where she's talking about it. And yeah. I, I don't think they saw any of that. So I don't think that they realized to what measure it really went with yeah. Kelly, you know, which, you know, I'm not saying it's okay, but. I just don't think they had a clue as much as we did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard coming from their point of view. What do you think there, Kyle? I mean, to touch on uh, Miss St. Elizabeth's uh, choice to like over-exaggerate their experience, I felt like that in particular influenced the game in a negative direction. Right. Mm -hmm. As soon as the concern was brought to light, I felt like they should have immediately pulled him out of the game. Yes. And the, I feel like once he has that image of him, in everybody's mind, it's already tainted the purity of the game itself. Right. Because now people will see him as like, he's never going to win. He's the ultimate goat. Right. Yeah. For him to be as long in the game as he has, I just felt like it definitely 
uh, impacted the season overall in a negative light. Right, exactly. That's true. Yeah, even Kelly's hoping like, oh, I hope that it's not all about, that people don't remember the season because of that. Yeah. They remember it as a right. season of change. But right. while you're Hopefully watching so. it, yeah, while you're watching it the whole time, you're like, there's no way Dan's going to win this. Yeah. And it, it felt like a gimme that he was there. And it was like, they need to just remove him so that yeah. it doesn't affect the game anymore. Yeah, for sure. Has. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what we're looking at here. Looking back at the season at whole, uh, Mom, we'll go with you first. What did you think of the season? What did you think of Island of the Idols, that that part of the game, and uh, generally, you know, grade this season for us? I thought it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I I liked, you know, most of the um, tribe members, and I liked the challenges. I did like uh, how Robin and Sandra were part of it. Yeah. I okay. think that went well. I, I liked it. You know, I do feel it was tainted mm -hmm. and, you know, wasn't happy with all that. We've had much better seasons in the past, of no course. Doubt. No doubt. But uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. What do you think? Well, personally, I, I didn't, I, we mentioned the editing. I was not a big fan of the editing at all. I thought that this was the first season where they were trying to force a story on us instead of just showing us the natural, like, idea of what's going on, you know? And of course, they're always going to try to edit around a story. They always have to have somebody that's kind of controversial or something like right, that. So they'll right. take those moments. They film so much and they got to edit a lot of it down. Um, but yeah, this one felt like it was kind of forced on us. And again, we had a lot of speed bumps and we had right. a lot of these learning moments, which were important, but they also affect the game in a big way. Exactly. Uh, and I, I just felt like this season was the most convoluted. It was, it was really just not about the game as much. Uh, I look forward to you know, following season, the next few seasons where we kind of, kind of get to a rhythm again. Right. And I would be happy to see less gimmicks. Island of the Idols, I don't think worked well. I think uh, the fact that they didn't show us it, it being revealed to everybody kind of made it feel fake in that yeah. way. Yeah. Because then when Tommy comes up and we clearly know that it's fake yeah, then, or that he knows, it's like, okay, then why don't you guys show us somebody exactly. telling him? Exactly. That would have been fine. I wasn't crazy about that. Yeah. Uh, instead, we got to see, you know, some random things going on about them cooking or whatever or making fire. I would like to see that moment. That seems like it would be a big moment for Tommy to find out that Rob and Sandra are on right. yeah. the island. Uh, we didn't get that that reveal. So, uh, Kyle, what do you think overall of this season? Honestly, uh, it's not in my top five or top ten. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like Island of the Idols as the main twist of the season, it didn't pan out the way they thought it would. Right. Mainly... Uh, Whoever went there and got an advantage, they either misplayed it or shortly went home afterward. Right. Yeah. With uh, Dean being the one exception. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And his only amounted to a coin flip. I mean, I, creatively, I didn't really think that was a really uh, well-visioned uh, way of teaching that particular lesson. Right. Yeah. I agree. You know? Yeah. It just felt really half-baked as a concept. A lot of the challenges were that way. You yeah. Know, the coin flip. Uh, there's a couple that I liked. I liked Elaine's where she had to get something during the actual challenge. Yeah, I love that. And in a normal world, I think Vince's was really good where he had to go to the other tribe and steal fire. Yeah. But again, we talked about like there's cameramen everywhere. So that kind of yeah. taints that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah, I'd just rather them not do uh, Island of the Idols again or be upfront with what it is. Like, you know, what? they're going to come over and they're going to have food with us. Like, maybe that's the advantage. Like, that person's getting well fed. Yeah. And that would be a big advantage um, in a season where they're hungry, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think well, even Exile be was better, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could get another Extinction Island. Yeah. 
Which, yeah, <laughs> that was that was a trick. That was interesting. Yeah, that, that made that made Rick an, an you know extra target. But then again, it also gave us more Rick. Um, that's true. It did yeah. give us more Rick Devins, which is <laughs> always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a tricky one. All right, so let's talk about next season. Uh, yes. It's coming out February 2020. It's called Winners War. Am I got that right? Winners yeah. War, right? Winners at War. Yeah. Winners at War. Oh, That's what sorry. it was. Yeah. I was like, that does, seems like something else is missing there. <laughs> and the prize is going to be for $2 million. Sweet. That's cool. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> and we have all winners returning. That's oh, man. so I'm awesome. So excited for this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Looking forward to this cast. Again, Mom, we'll start with you first. Uh, is there anybody you're really excited to see come back? You know, I want to see Amber. Yeah. We haven't seen her in so many years. That's exactly and, what I was going to say, know, too. She's a mom. She's quite a bit older. I want to see if she's still got it. And she was she was such a good player when yeah. she played. Oh, uh, she Rob, was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Rob gets a lot of the spotlight, you know. Yeah, of course. But Amber was outstanding. Yeah. She was. Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody looking forward to the most, Kyle? Oh, yeah. I am so excited that Yule's coming back. He mm-hmm. is phenomenal in his season. I think that was the Cook Islands. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, yeah. He was the first player to play the Hidden Immunity Idol. Yeah. And he played it brilliantly. Like, it was, you know, the foundation for all future Idol plays. And I'm just so excited to see what he would do in a modern Survivor setting. And I think he was also a bit of a, a, a challenge uh, monster, too. Like, he was very hard on the challenges to be and was just a smart player. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Yeah. That's that's one thing, like what Rob was saying, like I'm trying to figure out how the game has changed. That's going to be the case for a lot of these players. That They're they such old school players that they have to learn this game over again. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're all older. Those yeah. endurance challenges can be pretty tough. I wonder if all the challenges are going to be. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't have any spring chickens this round. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if all the challenges are going to be like, all right, sit in this chair and hold this ball. <laughs> don't let the ball drop. They're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i i want to see sandra again just oh, any yeah. season with sandra i love sandra she's so much awesome. she's a lot of fun to watch so it's gonna be a great season and we have fire totems this time which i think yeah. is something from another survivors if i remember correctly yeah so i'm it's looking be, forward to learning more about that yeah, yeah it too. looks almost like this bartering system or something like that right. it'll be interesting to see how that works yeah but yeah it's gonna be awesome so that's that's the next season and now let's wrap things up with kyle can you go ahead and explain to us your journey with Survivors, you've tried out for Survivors in the past and gotten to, I think, stage two or something like that. Can you break down what you've done and what that's like? Oh, of course. Uh, so I've been watching this show since season one. I've watched mm-hmm. it every year, every half year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for me, it's always been a dream of mine just to get on the show and participate. Uh, you know, for that self, uh, that self-reflective journey, like right. how to grow as an individual. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently applied twice. Uh, I did my first time in 2016 and the second time just this past year in June. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is held at Chinookwins Casino in uh, Lincoln City, Oregon. And uh, basically what happens is you walk in and it's a cast, it's an open casting call. So essentially uh, once you uh, fill out the uh, disclaimer or the, I'm not sure what they're called. I'm not like an NDA or you can't NDA or, uh, you know, the disclaimer disclosure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, for me, there was about four or 500 people in line and they have a stage set up with four cameras, four mm-hmm. stations. 
and there's a big line. So you have to wait a few hours. And uh, once you get up on the stage, you give a brief uh, video or you do a brief uh, take on, you know, what makes you qualified to go on Survivor. Like you just have to, there's no rules or anything. You can say whatever oh, you really? want. Really? Wow. They just like yeah, sell yourself. They don't give you any guidelines. Basically you're pitching yourself. Yes. It's wow. really nervous. Like I was super nervous both times. So I don't think I did too well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I tried to just be honest and, you know, explain my story of why I love survivor and I'm a super fan. I think I'd be a great addition to the show. Uh, clearly that didn't work cause I haven't been contacted, <laughs> but, uh, it's taught me a lot about myself and how I approach that particular yeah. situation. Wow. That's cool. Now, when you're going through this process is you've mentioned before that there's actually other survivors that have played in the past that are there. Uh, yes. Uh, so not in my first attempt, but the second attempt, Sierra Easton was actually hosting the entire event. That's so cool. <laughs> so she was actually in the middle of the whole auditorium greeting people. There's a big line of people one by one meeting with her. Yeah. And she was taking photos, shaking hands, giving advice on how to do a take. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually met her once before uh, prior to that. Uh, she was happened to be working uh, or shopping at uh, where I worked. It was in retail and oh, I carried yeah. out rug for her. <laughs> <laughs> and this was before she uh, went on game changers and after blood versus water. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm a big fan. I was so rooting for you. And I couldn't believe you voted out your mom. Yeah. And she, was, oh, you know, she didn't say too much, but yeah. uh, she was like, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. You know? Yeah, of course. She probably gets it a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, so are you going to be trying, uh, are you gonna be trying out again next year? Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm aware, there's only one, uh, tryout per year in June. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping to make it a yearly thing moving yeah. forward. Oh, I hope you but, get on. Uh, yeah. That'd be cool. I, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, there's a lot I can bring to the show, but I just got to make them aware of that. However yeah. I can. Now, That's when awesome. you're there, are you chatting with other, other potential players and stuff like that? What's that kind of vibe like? Oh yeah. Um, so basically, uh, in this particular casino, the auditorium has a bunch of tables that you sit at until your number's called and, uh, they call your numbers in groups of like 10 or 20. And mm -hmm. then you go line up to go do your take. And, you know, until then you're just, uh, waiting, passing the time as best you can. Yeah. And, uh, one of the gentlemen that I sat with, he was a biology teacher and he watched the show and he, was actually uh, from Washington state. So he made quite a drive to audition for the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just really fun to mingle and, you know, express our love for the show and, you know, geek out over Sierra being there. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. a lot of fun. Yeah. Is there anything you have that you want to mention mom? No, I, I just think that's so cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't want to be on survivors because <laughs> I know I wouldn't do good in the challenges, but I just think that's so neat, you know, to oh, hear yeah. about the process and all that. That's awesome. For myself, I've always wanted to be on Amazing Race. Oh, I love Amazing oh, Race. Oh, I know. <sighs> I tried yeah. to get my younger brother to apply with me, but he won't do it. Yeah, uh, I, there's no way I could handle it, but man, that would be so cool. That would be cool. Some of the places they see. I can't wait for Amazing Race to come back, too. Yeah. I love the show. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Well, we really appreciate you joining us. That, this has been fantastic. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's yeah. been a pleasure. 
All right, guys. So we'll see you next season for season 40, Winners at War. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Outlast Podcast. You can find us through Twitter on Outlast Podcast 1. Hope to see you there. Thank you.